So, um, I found, and maybe the, you found this, um, teachers, as you're um, teaching this, uh, a tendency for kids, and we're going we're gonna to focus on the kids for a second, and then we'll turn our attention to the adults, for kids to try to take the easier path. Uh, when I was in, doing, in math class, I always hated this. I, they would show me an equation, and they would say four, and they would say, well, how'd you arrive at four? I said, does it matter? I know the answer. And they would say, no, you need to show me your work. And I was like, my work happened in this magnificent brain of mine. And then um, you'll have to get an MRI because that's how the work happened. They wanted me to write it down and show that I hadn't taken a shortcut. They wanted, they wanted to make sure that I wasn't just guessing and got it right. I understand that. They wanted to show the work. They wanted me to do the work so that they were sure that I knew how to do it. Sometimes kids can um, do, just want to skip the hard stuff just to make it, just so they can feel like they've done the work. Uh, I'm going to teach uh, Clara and Macy piano over the next year. Um, I've tried to do this before, um, or at least offered, and the response has always been, when Clara and Macy were four and five, and three and four, the response has always been, oh, Daddy, we know how to play the piano. And I I would always lovingly say, no, you don't. (laughs) They can... They can make sounds, but they can't make music. And so we're going to teach them. I'm finally going to teach them because they said, yes, we want to learn. They now know that they can't play the piano um, like, like, like it's supposed to be played. And it's going to take practice and time and learning to do that. So now that they're ready for the work, they're ready to learn. This is um, a guy named David Bowden. He's not, a, he's not doing karate there. David Bowden is a poet. He's a very good poet. He's a Christian poet. Uh, he's so good that um, he can deliver a better sermon in three minutes than um, most preachers can in 30. He has a, a way of, of taking a point and putting it in words that move you. He's very, very good at what he does. He performs, or I don't know what you would call it, perform, I don't know. But he speaks his poetry um, at Christ Teens in Russellville every year. And the first, one of the first years he was there, people were just blown away by this guy. Now you can see on the top of his head that little red thing. That's, a, that's not a yarmulke. That's a, a beanie. And... It's it's a hat that fits on the... Most beanies I've seen come down around your ears and keep you warm. This just fits on the top of his his style. He always wears a beanie that fits on the top of his head and like falls off a little bit. It's it's an odd look. Well, first year he came to Christine's, people would say, well, who's this guy? And he blew everybody away. The next year, everyone wanted to be like this guy. No one that I could tell became a poet. They all just bought the hat. 
You can't wear that hat without being a poet. There's something about being artists that lets you wear interesting clothing. But they just, instead of doing the hard work of, I'm going, and listen, if you want to be a good poet, here's how you do it. Write bad, write a lot of bad poetry. And eventually you'll be a good poet. But there wasn't a lot of kids that saw David Bowden and then went and put in the work of being a bad poet to be a good poet. They just thought, I want to be like that guy. I'm going to buy a hat. Now, teens do this, but adults, we do it too. We are awful at taking um, the easy way because we think it might get us to the same place that hard work will get us to, but easier. Um... We learned this with this girl. I think this girl's name is Christine. She's holding a taco. This was an ad campaign ran by Taco Bell about four and a half years ago. And they only ran it for about three months because no one took it seriously. This woman was claiming that she lost 50, 60 pounds by eating at Taco Bell. Amen. Now, and she said, this, this taco made me lose weight. Now, we would all love a magic taco that would help you lose weight. But if you read the, the, the little thing down at the bottom, the, those, those little words that pop up down at the bottom that you have to pause the TV to read, the disclaimers, the little asterisk, said Taco Bell, with reducing calories to 1,200 a day, with exercise, helped her lose weight. Well, you can add anything to those two things and lose weight. If you, if you reduce your calories to 1,200 a day, which is really low, I, that's really low, don't do that, um, and exercise and fire water balloons out of a slingshot at noon every day, you'll lose weight. But it would be ridiculous for you to believe that it was the water balloons that were helping you. You can add anything to that thing. Slapping kittens. I don't know. Anything. <laughs> to, and that, sorry, Julie. Oh, man. I'm saying don't slap kittens. If you don't get anything out of this sermon, don't slap kittens. But there's... You can add anything to... But what we want is an easy way to lose weight, to make money, to become successful. We want easy. If you just do this and go, go to the magazine rack today at Walmart and find how many easy solutions they're, they're offering you. The simple way to love kale. There's no good way to love kale. They're, they're, so they're offering all these solutions, but trying to relieve, of, relieve us of the hard work. This is what's happening in this final temptation of Jesus. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 8, it says, Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms 
of the world and their splendor. This is probably in a vision of some sort because there's no, no mountain in the area or in the world high enough to see all the kingdoms of the world. But Jesus um, goes to this high mountain and, and Satan shows him all the kingdoms, all the kings, kingdoms of the world. And he says, I will give this to you. He says, look, all of this I will give you, he said, and if, if you will bow down and worship me. I will give you every kingdom in the world. I will give you authority over every worldly kingdom. If you will just bow down and worship me. Now, this is, this is the belief of the Jewish people is that the Messiah, which Jesus believed he was, and was, that was accurate, he, he's the Messiah. Jesus was going to become king. That's what the Jews Believe. Now, Jesus was going to become king in a different way than most, what most Jews believed in the first century. But he was going, the Messiah was the new king. And all Jesus had to do, one easy step, well, two easy steps, bow down and worship Satan. That's all you got to do, Jesus. Easy peasy. And Jesus responds again with scripture. Well, it's not up there. He responds by saying, it is written, you shall worship, worship none other than the Lord your God. Or worship the Lord your God only. Depending on what translation you have. And he says, he says, I've got, I can only worship God. Now, let's compare the two options, though. We got worshiping and following God, which requires uh, to become the king, or worshiping Satan to have all authority on, on earth. And Jesus chooses the harder path. In the, in, um, in the Sermon on the Mount, which is about to happen in Matthew, he later says, narrow is the way that leads to the kingdom. Narrow is the way that is the good way. And the, the, the way of the world is wide and easy. Things that are worth the trouble always have trouble. The hard path is the path worth taking. Go out and watch these, uh, these kids on the football field. Watch them practice right now. They're doing drills where they've got a figure eight jumping over each other and then rolling out of the way. They're doing that for long periods of time. Most of us couldn't do that once. Now, why are they doing that? Why are the coaches working these kids so hard? When I played basketball, there was times, there were practices where we just sprinted. It, or at least that's what it felt, feels like in my memory. We had two groups. We had the slow group and the fast group. And the slow group were like the, the post players and then the, just the slow point guards. 
And they had to run down the court and back in nine and a half seconds. And then the fast group had to run down the court and back in, it was, it was nine at first, and then toward the end of the year we had to get down to eight and a half. And it just didn't quit. As soon as one group was done, the other group started. So we had, a, we had an eight and a half second break. To, to, and we just ran. And it just felt like, why are we doing this? And as a teenager, I thought, what a, this guy's a horrible human being. Why do we have... But then there, was, there came those moments at the end of games where other, the other team was tired and we were not. And those moments matter more than every other moment. I mean, you can come out of the gate swinging, but if you, if you don't have energy at the end, you're probably not going to win that game. So this, the work they're doing is influencing, is making them better. Like, if you just had a coach come out and say, well, guys, it's hot, so lemonade for everybody. That team's not going to be that good. They're going to give up. The difficult road is always the road worth traveling. Jesus saw the narrow way and knew, knew what he was going to have to do. Even in the garden said, God, this is going to be hard. I don't want to do it. But if you want me to do it, I will. Not my will, but your will be done. Jesus chose the difficult path. Jesus chose the difficult path. The way of Satan is easier and worse. We have got to, as Americans get this idea out of our head that easy equals better. That everything wants to convince us that it's easy. Rachel was um, away from the house. She was working with the, the, the band in Nashville. Um, and we... So Nolan and I um, got a pizza from Walmart. The deli pizza from Walmart. And they're like... You just stick them in the oven, and then dinner. It was cool. But on the box, on the box, it said, is ready in minutes. Well, I think that's supposed to make us feel like it's going to be easy. But the only other options are seconds and hours. Like, it could be ready in 120 minutes, and it's ready in minutes. It wants... That's a, use, a useless piece of information. It's not going to be ready in seconds, so it's going to be ready in minutes. But they put it on the box to make us feel like, oh, I can do this, you know. This is possible. They we want, they want it to convince us things are easy. The way of Satan is the easy way. Giving in to temptation is easy. Not loving your neighbor is easy. The way of Satan is the easy way. Jesus and God calls us to live a difficult life because we are trying to overcome temptation. We are trying to do things that aren't natural to us. We are fighting to do, fighting to live the way of Jesus. The way of Satan is easy and worse. And the way of God is difficult and better. But it's worth it. 
Satan offered Jesus, just get on your knees, bow down, and worship Satan. And all the kingdoms of the world will be yours. You'll have all authority on earth. But instead of doing that, Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. He said, I will only worship God. And he ministered to people who didn't understand him for three years. He had followers who didn't quite get what he was doing. He had people who accused him of being from Satan. Even when he healed people, he got in trouble for it because it was on the Sabbath. And finally, the very people that he came to save turned him over to the Roman authorities and crucified him on a cross. But not until they had whipped him good and proper like a thief. But because he humbled himself and made himself nothing, God exalted him, resurrected him from the tomb, and set him on the throne. And so the last part of Matthew, we find him on another hill. The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. I don't know this. There's no way to prove this. But I like to believe that this is the same hill in Matthew 4. Jesus had this like, go to this hill. Because there's this moment, when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. What was Satan's offer? I just almost fell off the stage. Um, Didn't mean to look at you, Betty, when that happened, sorry. The, what was Satan's offer? Every kingdom on earth. Um, the Greek word here for authority is the same rule for reign or kingship. He's saying, God has made me king. God has made me ruler over everything on earth and everything in heaven. Jesus is saying the way of Jesus was the way of God was more difficult, but it was better. Satan's always going to leave out that last little bit. He can't promise. Satan's going to say, here's an easier path, but it won't deliver as much as the difficult path, but I'm not going to tell you that. Ever since the beginning we've been trying to take the easier path. Just cut this corner. Just take this shortcut. Just eat this fruit. And that's not the way to God. Worshiping God means not taking the path of Satan. Worshiping God means not taking the shortcut. Worshiping God means I'm going to take the harder road. I'm going to make the difficult choice. I'm going to do the thing that doesn't necessarily come naturally to me, but it's the thing that God has called me to do. And it is so much harder to do that. But it is so much better to do that.
and is worth your effort. I'm not saying that you've got to like, work really hard to earn your salvation. But I am saying that we must work really hard because Jesus worked really hard to earn our salvation. And it is worth everything, every effort we can put into it. You got these ladies who go to the KFC. They're singing with the kids and they're coloring with the kids and sometimes they have 17, 20 kids in there. You know, 17, 20, you don't know this, but 17 to 20 um, kindergartners and below can carry you somewhere. They don't know that, but like ants, they can just take you somewhere if they wanted to. It's scary, especially Miss Becky. Seven of them can take Miss Becky somewhere. But this, that, that's hard work. But it's work that's worth it. Everyone who teaches would tell you, and everyone who's married to a teacher would tell you, it's difficult to teach. But it's worth it. It may be difficult to go to class and learn stuff, but it's worth it. You are called to live a life that is difficult. To worship God, even though it's hard. To live like Jesus, even though it's a struggle. Because it's better. And the better way is always the more difficult way. I mean, if you don't believe me, make one baked potato in the oven one baked potato in the microwave. The one that took the longest to cook is going to be the one that tastes better. See, I proved it. But it's going to be difficult. Like, this isn't some... I know this is not like some shiny message of, see, here's how you do it, and that's what we want. That's what the magazines know. That's what we want. But it's not what's good for us. I want... I want a trainer, I want a, a financial consultant, I want a, um, a dietitian to tell me this is going to be hard. I got a shot in my leg yesterday that almost killed me. Because I'm, I'm a little sick, don't, don't come touch me. But um, I got a shot in my leg yesterday, in my hip actually. Which they say hip, but that's, it's not the hip. But I got a shot in my hip, yes, hip yesterday, and she said it's gonna sting a little, which was the understatement of, like I think sting, I think oh, ow, I'm better, not like I'm gonna have to drag my leg out of the. But I would much rather have someone tell me this is gonna really hurt. This is going to be really hard, but it's going to be worth it. Then someone tell me this is going to be easy and you'll get there just the same. It's just not true. That's Satan lying to you. Try to take the difficult path this week. Try to do hard work 
this week. Try to do something that requires something of you this week in the name of God and see how much it changes you. Because the road is narrow. That narrow road leads to a king who has authority over all of heaven and all of earth. A king who's traveled that road before and can lead you down that path. And is worth every ounce of energy you can put into it. If you're ready for the narrow way, if you're ready to live a life that worships God, if you're ready to return to that life, please come forward while we stand and while we sing.